Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Party Pod is brought to you by the book Ending Addiction for Good, which is by Cliffside Treatment Center founder and CEO Richard Tate and Dr. Constance Scharf, Cliffside's addiction researcher. Through self-disclosure, case studies, scientific facts, and firsthand experience, Tate and Scharf explain how anyone can recover from addiction. I'm a big fan of the book. It's I'm not the only one. It's received rave reviews, and it also made it into the VMA's gift bag, and you just know those people need to hear this message. You can get the book by going to Amazon, or you can go to Cliffside's website, which is cliffsidemalibu.com. Get the book. Get it now. I recommend it. Hey, it's Anna David with the After Party Pod. My guest today is somebody that I met, um, I guess, 10 years ago. We were both brand spanking new to recovery, and we kind of clung to each other uh, as as newly sober people will. And, and we talked about that. Our nickname for each other was Cody, short for codependent. So at least there was some awareness about the that that and um and, and I honestly just uh, associate her with such a fun time in my sobriety when everything was brand new I was like emerged from the womb it seemed like but it, I was in fact you know 30 years old so that's a that's a shocking thing no wonder I was clinging um and and we just had a lot of fun and then she went off and um, sort of left the recovery fold and then reemerged years later on Sober House. I'm talking about Jennifer Jimenez, Jen Jimenez, as she is sometimes known, Jenny Jimenez, as I have called her before in private, I swear. And, um, and so we just had not seen each other in years and years and years. And then, and then we reconnected and in fact, um, we didn't talk about this in the interview, but we've now been on Dr. Drew's show, uh, his CNN show together, I think two or three times. And it was such a pleasure to have her on my podcast. Uh, she has now been sober over six years. I mean, she went and took it down. That girl went and took the disease as far as the disease is willing to go, essentially. And she ended up getting sober, uh, being be, being intervened on by her mother and Brandy Glanville of the Real Housewives of, Housewives of Beverly Hills, who's her BFF. And she ended up at... Um, Las Encinas, and 
you know, canker sores filling her mouth, uh, just, you know, really in bad shape. And eventually she got clean and sober and became this real model of recovery and um, has done all sorts of work in that field. She does a lot of the talking head stuff. She was the spokesperson for a treatment center. And now she has launched her very own magazine called SoberBook.com. She owns it with a businessman in Florida. She spends half of her time in Florida. It is a website. She talks all about it, but basically you can go there and and write your own story about anything you've overcome. You don't have to have overcome drug addiction. It can be about anything. You don't even have to have overcome it. And she goes through all the online responses and then selects, I guess, the her favorite ones, and they are printed in a magazine, which is circulated to 10,000 people in South Florida, which is, besides Malibu, California, the real recovery uh, center of the world. And so we just had a lot of fun. We talked about the old days. We talked about being Cody's. We talked about how we would go out and chain smoke cigarettes and drink Red Bull. We talked about how I became a totally self-righteous anti-smoker. We talked about a gay guy we were both in love with. Uh, She was way more in love with him than I was. Um, We talked about... um, uh, oh God, a girl we knew, <laughs> we really looked up to because she was sober like 10 years, she said. And then her, she and her sponsee, oh, she tried to strangle her sponsee. And this, it was only funny because I mean, it wasn't a real strangulation situation. But, but anyway, we had that kind of chat and we talked about so much more. And um, we really got into sort of fame addiction and um, how much that can screw people up. She has uh, happens to have been best friends with two people who have become very, very famous. And um, and we talked about that and she, you've seen her, she's been on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for two seasons. She's going to be on this upcoming season, which, uh, will come to your television starting in November. So we could say this is pegged to that. And she always is so much fun to talk to and has a huge, huge heart. So I know you will join me in welcoming Miss Jennifer Jimenez. Okay, I'm sitting here with Jen Jimenez and she's in the bathroom. And the reason that I'm starting this early is that she walked in the yeah, door. I saw a free movie. <laughs> I just I started recording because I was afraid that if I didn't we never would. And the, so as I was just explaining, um, I started it while you were in the other room because you walked in here and we've now chatted for an hour and a half straight oh, without turning on the recorder. Oh, we're very cash around here. Oh my God. <laughs> so oh, I just finished urinating and... Uh... Well, you know what? That's the, I bring the real, the real Jen Jimenez. You don't need... <laughs> This is the way to do it. I I'm love like, how freaking I'm on my period. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but basically, I was afraid because we just talked for like rapid fire for maybe two hours. I know. Without the recording that we would do this all day. I know. And so I had to just start it. I know. Isn't it crazy? Like every time we were together, we're like, I was saying that to um, my, my boyfriend. I, I just got nervous. I, I was I saying know. to my boyfriend, I'm like, who's your boyfriend? Exclusive. Wait. So I was saying to uh, to him, I'm like, you know, Cody did. It. He's like, I thought it was Anna. I was like, no, Cody. And he's like, Cody. And I'm like, okay, let's explain this because I've been I've been reminiscing knowing you were coming over. Okay, this is as far as I re- this is how I recall, and I actually remember every word. 
So we <laughs> met because we had seen each other at meetings is what happened. Yeah. I was newly sober back then. Me too. Okay. And so it was all new. All the faces were new. And so... 2001, then, I remember. Yeah. Okay. So it was 2001. So, okay. I have no excuse because I've been around a year. <laughs> but I was still very, like, uncomfortable. Do you remember a year sober for me was crazy? So a year sober for you was crazy. So oh, we're still years. We we're still yeah. So, so, but what I remember is that I was at a party. It was when I was working for Premiere. And I was at a party. And I just remember that it was on Robertson. Somehow, it was like some bar or club that was on Robertson. <laughs> and we're sober at a bar. So we're at a bar. And you come up to me. And I even remember it was a Thursday night. And you sit down for some reason, and, and either one of us says, wait, you look familiar. And the other's like, yeah, from 7.30 in the morning. And we had this whole connection. And the other thing that I remember about that, and all I remember is that I, I made out with Jason Weinberg, who's like the, you know, yeah. extremely gay. So that's, that was early sobriety. And then we became BFFs from there. Okay, so what I remember Gone. is that you came up to me at Sundowners, and you're like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. I had just met you at a party. And I was like, oh. Oh, well, oh, and then I was like, do not tell. It. Yeah, and I was like, oh, do not tell anyone. It was this. so anonymous for me back then. Like, I was like, what was I trying to hide? Well, I mean, it's so more, different. Well, because I worked at Premiere, and you were, you I know. I thought you worked at us. We no, know. back then, I worked at Premiere. Well, either one. Yeah, if but you, and you I were, was like, I oh, my God, you can't tell anyone. Right, da, da, da. I was and like, I was like, write it. I know, like, as if. Like, I mean, right. just the grandiosity. Um so, but then... And like I'm saying, you got to swear to Solomon's secret. You'll never, ever, ever, ever tell him. You're like, yeah, no, it's okay. Like, like it's chill out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we became BFFs. Yes. But we became so codependent that we call each other... Cody. Yeah. And sometimes nickname is Codes. But the thing is, I don't ever think it was actually codependent. Because if it's It wasn't. Really you know, you used to fight me on this all the time. You're like, we are not codependent. <laughs> because I have been in real codependent situations. And trust me, in real ones... You don't call each other Cody. It yeah. is way too dysfunctional and rife with horror. I just got all these birthday pictures from Sarah Pantera, and you are in them, and it's like me, you. Is that the one where like we had it at um at the coffee house? Coffee house. That was an first of all an amazing place. Yes, and it was like Cameron, Christina Applegate, Cameron Diaz, uh, Selma Blair, Jason. Um, oh. Jason, wait, what? He's ginormous right now. Jason. Uh, uh, he's Siegel. I'm guessing. No, Jason. Uh, he was in Sweetest Thing with me. Uh, he's Jason. Oh my God! Why am I having a brain Jason. fart? Oh, Bateman. Bateman. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, what's like, so funny is the only person I remember from being there. What? Who I remember being there was uh, Joe Vespa. What's his name? Joe. Oh, Jeff Vespa. Jeff Vespa. Yes. Because I took all these pictures with him that night. He gave me a Chanel necklace that night. I remember. Oh my God. I, I just took pictures with him and then that girl, Sean Howard, I don't know if you remember her. Oh my God. Yeah. Random. Yeah. So anyway, that's, I, I don't remember any of the superstars being there. <laughs> no like recollection. Christian Kaplan had a fox. I like, remember yeah. him. And like, everyone's like, if there was a bomb in this place, like Hollywood would end. I mean, there right. are so many other names right. there. And then, um, Amy, sweet little Amy Hall. Sweet little Amy, who you're still friends with, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, Wow, those were good times. Like, I remember, like, hanging out with you back then and Amy and everyone. Like, that's when sobriety was really fun. Really fun. Like, you guys made it so fun. Like, Andrew, oh, my God, Andrew Brin, my husband, who was, (laughs) at the time, not into girls. Um, But, um... (laughs) Well, and argue... Yeah. I I was, like, obsessed with marrying him. Well, here was 
the thing is we were this group of people that got sober and that were we all kind of came around at the same time. I mean, and we know, were on the same industry. Yeah, and uh, we just wanted to have fun. And I, I, I think we were so lucky, you know. And so, and so I had this job at Premiere where so I had to go out all the time, and that was when they do remember they oh do. Oh my gosh! And so every I think it was Monday nights. Um, Apple and Audrey would promote it. They do, yeah. and and our friend Andrew did the door, and and it was this like ridiculously like a list thing. But he would just let all like us in with whoever we wanted, and then keep like everybody else out. Yeah, and then there was so that great one for place, curiosity and sobriety. I know, right? And then yeah. there was that um, that place on next to uh, Dantana's. Oh, remember? I don't remember oh, the name of it. Oh, yeah, on and Thursday nights. Yeah, we just go in. Brett both housed it. Yes, and I would go in in my sweats, and we would dance. Like, yeah. God, those were the good old days. Yeah. This time know, around, sobriety wasn't fun at all for well, me. Well, but I beginning. have to tell you, because I was thinking about this as I was thinking about you coming over. Yes, it was fun. I was thinking about specifically my <laughs> making out with Jason Weinberg, a very gay man. But <laughs> I remember that I actually felt really uncomfortable a lot of the time. Yes, it was fun. Yes, we were being quote unquote fabulous. Yes, there was music. I remember drinking a lot of Red Bulls and smoking a lot of cigarettes. But I did have that, I, there's a level of freedom that I have now that I in no way had then. You know what I mean? I do know because I felt like I was so caught up in the illusion. Yes. And like I always talk about this, like that time around when I got sober, I cleaned up still quickly you know I mean I got right. a little like it wasn't as quick right um, as it used to be in the years before that but right. like it was all about smoke and mirrors and like yeah. I was still pretending and yeah you know after a little while you know I got what I needed back I got the career again I mean I was still had the career so I kept going with the illusion of that at that point and, yeah and I was so empty inside like I remember right. doing like with with Allison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Creole number? Yeah, 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 I did, like, and I was like, what is going on? Because, like, I was, I mean, not to bash anyone, but, like, yeah, I was but still, like. Do you remember like, the, whole, the whole thing that, like, it all went to hell when Michelle strangled <laughs> <laughs> We, like, knew sponsees who were trying to strangle their sponsors and, like, act like they were all sane. I mean, it made no and then, sense. Yeah, and like that whole thing, and like I remember, you know, because we're smart people, like we all look at each other, and so we pretend at, like to be somewhat like them, but it just felt uncomfortable. Because like, they had eight years, nine years sober and stuff. Yeah, no, there I was question a, those now. I know, but there was a lot of madness, and and it was and it was great. I mean, I do feel really lucky in that most people sort of seem to get sober and they're miserable for their first year. My misery did not kick in until years two, three, four. Got a lot harder, but I had the full pink cloud experience despite the discomfort I felt I mean I remember being like I've got to down all these red bulls because yeah. I've got to feel more comfortable you know I couldn't sleep at night and I that's yeah. why we hung out at clubs like I yeah. remember and then like I also remember like I just felt that emptiness all the time and the red bulls didn't kick in and do I was just showing this to my boyfriend in Florida I, I was showing him my underwear was hanging over my like yeah. thing and I'm like I used to live like this like oh, yeah I think I still do oh my god and I was like I can't even believe I did that but then you know I relapsed so yeah okay so here's so here's that was about for about a year we were doing that two years how long was that well, it was the I remember actually October first. I was my sobriety date in two thousand one. My okay. yet again another one, but I stayed sober for a little while. Okay. Um, until 
I got prescribed Ambien um, in 2003, but I relapsed in June 24th or 28th or something like that, um, 2004. But I had already gone away in 2004 from everybody. Like, I got the life back, and I was hanging out with the A-listers. Right, right, And all right. them. And, I remember and, you got that boyfriend who was an actor. Yeah, and we were like, I believe that he fulfilled the fantasy of what I thought I needed. Like, yeah. he was a hot and upcoming, you know, huge hunk, Hollywood hunk, and I was this, like, little starlet, and right. we hung out with this crowd that was different than what I was hanging out with before. You know what I mean? Like, right. I would now, like, and it was all about keeping secrets. And so, and I stopped going meetings and I right. never finished step five and right. you know all yeah, that right, stuff right. and so then I just believed my own hype and then I thought my higher power was him and right. how sadly did he let me down but thank god he did because right. you know I, I got to today on my recovery today it wasn't easy at all it wasn't easy no. from Ju July, January 15, 2006 is my sobriety day. It has not been an easy route however I live a full life I feel I live a good life Yeah, and yeah. I'm happy with good What's interesting to me, though, is you were so into it. I mean, I hear, you know, I hear what you're saying, but, and I don't remember if one day we just stopped, I mean, I have no idea. We never the had Cody a falling out. I think got, I don't know. Something. We didn't, did we have a falling out that I don't remember? I don't know. I don't I, think we did. Because I, I remember those, you know. I think we just, it's just that slow thing, you know, and life moves really fast. It moved really fast and really surprising. No, it didn't. You know, I, I, I'm a big advocate. I believe today, like, we're all stepping stones for each other. And right. sometimes it's a season, reason, or life. And it's right, interesting right. how we've become for life. Like, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, we still right. cross paths. And, like, we're talking for an hour and a half before you start recording right. me out of the bathroom. Right. Um, so secretly. Are you, over that yet? Are <laughs> you still did what I've been fearing you to do for <laughs> 10, 12 years. What's 12 so years funny? I've been asking you, like, you're not recording. You're not That's recording. So yeah. 15 minutes before, you looked around my apartment, like before when we were not recording, as if it was bugged, and just said, you're not recording, right? And then I did it to you. But it was only out of pure, like, we're going to sit here till 8 p.m. I know, I know. not record a thing. I know. But wait, I just remembered, I feel like I should save it for after I stop the thing, but somebody funny that you had a crush on, and you were convinced that the two of you needed to be together. Andrew. <laughs> that was crazy. There's another one? So oh my god! <laughs> Who I ended up becoming friends with, and then he asked me on a date, and I was so loaded I couldn't. Okay, but it was kind of like the, it was my future husband. Ex-husband, you were totally convinced. I'm surprised I didn't get a tattoo of his name on me or his face I on know. my arm. Thank God. But, oh but my wait, god, that's so, hilarious. So the other thing I was reminiscing about before you came over is how we had the same drug dealer. Remember oh Alex? God, I forgot about that. Yeah. And I've been watching Breaking Bad super late, so, and, and then also my handyman was recently telling me these stories about how he was a drug dealer, so I've been, it's been on my mind lately, but yeah, yeah, the dealer who, who would deliver cocaine in, in lotto tickets. Yes. Remember? I, I forgot until you're saying that right now, and yeah. I remember him walking into my house. Oh, I always met him on the street. No, I, I yeah. And his wife. I never met the wife. Oh, yeah. I remember, just, I would go to their house. Well, I remember that you telling me that he begged you at a certain point to stop. Stop, yeah. He said, stop calling me. Yeah. Which is crazy, because I only knew him as, like, a very, you know, business-like, here's your gram, where's my $60? Yeah, you speak a little Spanish, and you get in a lot more. Yeah. But then it's so sad. Yeah. When dealers are telling you, and he wasn't the only dealer that told me to stop. There was two others. So the last one, and then... Um, the one before Alex, when I first started. 
they stopped dealing to me. Like, not the last one, though. He laced me with heroin and horse tranquilizer and rat poison. and What? Okay, okay, hold on. We're going somewhat chronologically. Okay, so there was the Alex thing, and he was... I probably... It's probably not his real name. I just got really paranoid. Who knows if he's oh. still in the trade. It doesn't matter. It's a yeah, it first matter. name. I didn't say a last name, and it's probably not I real. don't even know Will the last name. Will you use your real name if you were a drug dealer? Of course not. No, but I'd be a dumb drug dealer. I probably would. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I'm Jen. Jimenez. Jimenez. Follow me on Twitter. Um, but so, okay. That's Jennifer Jimenez on Twitter. <laughs> okay. So, I know. Can we talk about how you went from Jennifer to, to, from, Jen. to Jen to Jen double N? Tell okay. me about that. Okay. I'm Jennifer Mendes, but like I, my family and friends call me Jenny, yeah. right? Um, which is funny because my family's from Argentina and my mom can only say Shenny, like Shenny third. Like they mm-hmm. can't say Jennifer. They don't, sh- it's a they don't sh- J. Yeah. They don't J at all. Um, I like that. <laughs> and, um, I'm going to use that one. So then, you know, when I became like the act- actress extraordinaire, I was like, hello, my name is Jennifer. Like, right, so I became right. serious. Like, I don't, yeah. can't even say it. <laughs> but I never called you Jennifer. You never introduced, you introduced yourself as Jen. Yeah, I did back yes, then. See, did. I was so confused trying to tell that story. But then, you know, so Jenny and Jen, like people used that were close to me. Yeah. And Jennifer was the actress extraordinaire, like right. take me seriously. Right. So then Drew, Dr. Drew, on Sober House started calling me Jen. Yeah. And there was another Jen on it. Is yeah. that why they, why no. did you get the double N? Well, because Jennifer is spelled with is J E N N I F E R. So right. if you take the ifer around yeah, 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 away, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Jen with okay. two N's. Okay, got it. Um, but I was so like, I'm like, shit. He just took like my name that my family and friends call me oh. away. So Jen Jimenez is like, hi, I'm the reality girl. Jen. Okay, so Jen. Jen, Jen is the reality star, and Jennifer is the actress. Yes, and Jenny is just Jenny. Like, I'm just like... I, it's I like, like Jenny. So, I'm going to start calling you Jenny. You can. Just because yeah. it feels cute. It's funny, because Brandy is always like, this is Jenny, I mean Jen, you yeah. know, and I'm like, I, I don't care at this point. Like, Jenny is really, really close. You're really close to me, yeah. so of course you can call Okay, me as, as we decided, yeah. I've, I've become a lifer. So. But, I mean, you and I have a special name. Right. Codes right. Cody forever. True life. But, but like, I, true life again, forever. I want to say, I don't think the codependence got... It, I, you I don't, always used to do no, the same thing. I never, I was never was, mad. I never felt like it was... You know, because my sign that I'm codependent with someone is I'm constantly disappointed in how they're not doing enough. For me. This is like an old pattern. I don't really think I do it anymore. You gave me that day at the coffee house birthday um, A-lister party. Yeah. You gave me this uh, fortune cookie, silver <gasps> paint fortune cookie that said Cody. Oh my God, I did. I remember that. And I that. still have it. That's an amazing gift. That beats Jeff Vespa's Chanel necklace. I know, it does. It does. You cleaned up that it, year. It beats the diamond bracelet my, my boyfriend just gave me. Okay, who's this boyfriend? Um, He's a guy. and He's uh, in Florida? Yeah. Hi, yeah. So you met him over there? Mm-hmm. I did. He actually lived here for two years and I didn't know him, but he's a New Yorker uh-huh. Jew. So yeah. Yeah. And he, what does he do? Um, he's in the hospitality industry. Okay. Okay. Um, ironically, uh, yeah, he's great. And so you just met him how long ago? Yesterday. No, just <laughs> We've known each other, um, six months uh-huh. now and we've been dating, uh, three months today. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, Okay, I like it. I'm head over heels. You are? Yeah, you know, yeah. I never, like, Florida has been my, like, 
Salvation. Salvation. Florida, I feel like I never thought, like, I used to make fun of people like that. I'm like, oh, Florida, because I've done shows and I used to model, like, in mm-hmm. Florida and, and I used, to, I did a TV show there for six weeks. I loved oh, it. Oh, the Miami, um, Model Latina. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's my people. Like, in mm-hmm. Florida, like, the East Coast loves me and mm-hmm. I love the East Coast. I mean, mm-hmm. I love it, everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. I just feel a little more flavor. Interesting. There. Well, yeah. And, and they get me, you yeah. know, and here yeah. it's kind of hard to get. Me. Yeah, it's just interesting. Like, I, I mean, I don't feel... It's funny. When I moved to New York, um, I, I moved there in the fall. It was a gorgeous fall. I want to say it was fall of 2008. I felt like everywhere I walked, there was sitcom music playing behind me. Like, everywhere I went, people would go, you're the most amazing person I've ever met. It was literally <laughs> like, do you want this book deal? Do you want this TV show? Do you want this boyfriend? It was everything. I it was like, finally, I've arrived uh-huh. in a city that, that understands how great I am was how I felt. And then winter came. <laughs> and every it was the most bizarre thing for three months. Literally it was I was the most amazing. I was the creme de la creme. And then it just abruptly stopped and um then I had two years of how do I get back to LA. Anyway. I love coming to, I mean LA is my home. It's where I was born. So yeah. like I was gone. Uh, I came back this weekend and then I leave next week again. But there's nothing better than walking into your home and just, or like flying over the city. Like it doesn't matter. I always say I feel like pretty woman in this part where like all your dreams can come true. Like this yeah. is the city where all your Absolutely. dreams can come true. And I've been able to define, redefine, define, redefine myself, you right, know, and, and right, right. this has been that city for me. I mean, and my family's here. So like, I mean, I am a true a LA girl. It's a pretty amazing place. I mean, I'm a, after those three years in New York, I know this is it for life. I'm never going to leave, live anywhere else. This is it for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with wherever I go. There I am. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that weird? Well, and you also have a New York thing and I'm like, remember I was trying to talk you out of it. I go, you know, just, I did it. You get stuck there, then moving back seems so hard. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to live in New York for a long time, even though I already lived there as a model. Like, right, but and that's then different when than I dated living, living, you know. Katan, um, uh, I oh lived in God, New York. We lived in New York and LA, and then uh, I, I, lo- I was just in Jersey, which is very close to New York. Right, um, right. That was really beautiful, actually. It can be. Yeah. Parts of it. Because I was in Jacksonville, Del- uh, Fort Lauderdale, Delray, Delray, Jersey, all in week and a half and so okay so then we lose touch and what and what happens to you you were um you did those movies and you had that boyfriend and ended the relationship um found drugs i had a new boyfriend poor guy who i was his beard for um oh yeah yeah i remember that too yeah and then i drank that night that's the night i relapsed and the night that you decided to be a beard the night that we kissed on the red carpet for the paparazzi because they asked us to kiss and then all of a sudden we were like a hot item. In a beard situation, do they say... I didn't know he was gay yet. Right. Did they, do they say you're a... So he doesn't say... He acts like he's interested. He's yeah. Great. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I'm thinking like maybe there's a little buy or something going on afterwards. Right, right, right. And then like he confronts me and says, you know, by the way, I'm gay, but can you keep... Can we... And I'm like, not even bi? You know, yeah, he's like, yeah. can we please keep this like... Straight men are now like Hollywood's respecting me again, and we're like in you know little pictures of us on tabloids, right, you know. Right, and right. he's going to the moon, and I'm like the starlet that's sitting next to him, and right, right, it's right. this whole thing. And my best friend happens to be uh, dating somebody who he was in a band with. Yes, and, yes, yes. Um, and then I go and I'm like hiding all these secrets, and I drink, and so like, what's the point? And right. within eleven and a half months, 
I end up in my shoe box, in my shoe closet, alone with gowns, designer clothes everywhere, and you know, beautiful furniture, and it looked great on paper, and it was so empty. But see, like that goes back to, it was so empty in the rooms for me. Yeah, and was I was it? all smoke and mirrors. It was fun. I felt loved and accepted. Right, right, right. But it was. But I own. felt loved and accepted because of who I was. Right, right, right. What I did, not who I but was, because I didn't even know who I was. Head, I know. But the thing is that, like, the rooms is the one place that will accept anybody. You don't have to be fabulous. But. That's what I walked into fabulousness. I, right. you know what I mean? And like, it was never about like, right. how are you really feeling? Like I right. didn't see it, nor was I ready to get it. Now right. what other people were doing or not doing, I don't know. Right. I don't remember, right. Right. you know, like I was, you know, and I didn't know that there was other disorders going on in my life. You right. know what I mean? Like right. I didn't know I had other issues like, you know, mental illnesses and sex addiction and, you know, right. like right. Right. grandiosity and, and, you know, emptiness and that there right. was a void and I didn't right. do the steps and I didn't right. go to therapy. Like I didn't understand that there was so much more underneath that right. layer of drugs and alcohol. Right. right. You know, right. and, and, um, and so then, you know, Brandy, um, from the housewives comes yes. to me with my mom she's pregnant with her second child uh-huh. and my nose is bleeding jaws disconnected because i pulled it in a grinding thing oh you yeah. pulled your own jaw out yeah because you know when you're grinding yeah and like you're like oh i just want to like yeah so you dislocated your own jaw yeah oh and they come to me and they say you need to go to treatment and like jaws is gonna blood and i'm like i hadn't slept in like five days and i'm like Fuck you in the wombs you came out of. Go fuck yourself. You were doing cocaine by yourself in your house? In oh, your yeah. Apartment? Okay. Like, yeah. it wasn't cute the no, last no, no. 10 years, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I kicked them out, and Brandy, and I was like, how do you know I can go to treatment I, before that? And she said, well, I took, stole your social security number, and I called SAD to see where you could go, and then your mom called all these places, and Lost and Cenas is where I ended up checking in, but that's one of the places, and um, one of the doctors there was a doctor of a family member of mine, and so I made a deal with God, and I said, give me Hawaii, because Hawaii was where, like, my dream was, you know, and, yeah. and I'll give you me, and three days later, some hapless passerby that I was sleeping with came to me and said, hey, babe, I got an extra ticket to Hawaii, you want to come? And I was like, really? Like, I couldn't even believe that that happened. Wait, I'm so confused. They showed up. They said, go to Los Encinas. I said, go fuck yourselves. Okay. And I kicked them out. Okay. Then as they left, I'm yeah. calling the drug dealer. Yeah. And I said to God, you give me Hawaii, I'll give you me. Okay. Yeah. Three days later. Somebody invite a guy invites you to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Okay. So and I go to Hawaii. Yeah. I come back and then I checked myself into treatment. Okay. Okay. July 12th of 05. Okay. And I stayed in treatment. I thought I was going for five days to shut those two girls up. Right. And uh, I stayed until November 1st or November something. Um, and when I walked into treatment, I could speak four languages. I was a woman of the world. Right. And I didn't realize, you know, I was pregnant, had a miscarriage, still carrying a dead baby, oh four and a half months pregnant later in that time period. I fell, re-hairline re fractured my coccyx, was in a wheelchair, I had 150 canker sores in my tongue, I had uh, all these cuts on my feet. I, From what? What were the canker sores? It was just drug addiction? Okay. All the poison, and they didn't know how to diagnose me, and I was just a nightmare, and Dr. Drew happened to be one of my doctors, and I hated him, he hated me. Right. Um, I was just 
a nightmare, and I was in there with another high-profile celebrity, right? And we were nightmares. But then there was the like one whose book that I did, the possibly? one, yeah. Okay. Well, he talks about it, yeah. so I was in it with Tom Sizemore, yeah. And we were nightmares together, and we yeah. ended up living in a sober living area of that facility yeah. together with like Jeff Conaway, um, another very, very, very famous celebrity um, blind man singer um, kid, and okay, and. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and kid, then so not him. Yeah, no, the kid. Okay. And then uh and then there's um Janie Lane was there. He's now dead. Jeff Conway's now dead. Um Who was the first person? Janie Lane from She's My Terry Pie. I don't even know who that is. I think okay. it's White's not White Stripes. Um Okay. Anyways, um yeah. and then there's there's a couple other people that come in and out that are really high profile and we're living there, we're nightmares, we're crazy. And you know, there's no like I was such a mess and and there's so much trauma that was coming out, you know, yeah. after I think you eventually explode, you yeah. know, I think if you're yeah. like in something, whether it be drugs, alcohol, you know, a, a verbal or abusive relationship or some kind of thing. At one right. point we all collapse, right, you know, and, right, right. and I was just like, ugh, silly putty that came out and I relapsed and then I came to and went back to treatment. Same place. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. January 15th. And I stayed until April 30th. And then I wanted to get my life back because, you know, we always want to get our life, the old life back. Yeah. And I moved to L.A. or, yeah, and I was such a mess. And I didn't know how to live. And then I moved out and I went to Pasadena and I got sober there. Right, 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 right. I stayed sober there. And they saved my life. You know, I call them the toothless meetings. You know, right, the people right, that, right. like, could you could barely see any teeth. And they were telling me to sit down and shut up. And yeah. It changed my life, and I listened. I didn't have any other option. Yeah. Well, can you talk about the trauma, or do you not want to get into that? Um, and what you uncovered, and what was sort of bubbling out? Well, I mean, I was so lost, and, like, my dealer had laced me with all those drugs, you know, that I was saying to you earlier. On January 15th, I hung myself in the psych ward. I ended up in the psych ward at Lost and Sanus, and I hung myself. And oh. they take the plastics and the shoelaces away. They forgot my spike belt. And... I went to the restroom when they ran to go get papers to do an and assessment. You, and, and the way you were just like, I want to die. I can't do this. I can't. It, you know, they say seconds and inches. You yeah. know, it was like that. It was like I got up. I went to pee like I did here. Yeah. Okay. And um, <laughs> and I went, they forgot the spike belt. And I came out and I just went, I looked up. It was like. How did you even know? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you just did it. You just do. Okay. You don't know. I don't know. I didn't like try to do that before. But right. you're so at such a hopeless case, you know, yeah. place. And yeah. I looked up, there was a little thing, and I like grabbed on, and I jumped on my bed, and then I remember my feet dangling, came to in a five-point strap with an enema on my ass, and that's my bottom. Oh, my God. So, when I came to, I knew I had no other option, and the yeah. trauma was, you know, look, I'm, we're all trauma survivors. Yeah. We, you know, I'm a product of my environment, yeah. you know, and, and the apples doesn't fall far from the tree in my line of, right, you know, right. my mom, thank God my mom's not an addict, but my dad was, and, yeah. you know, I had to do all that uncovering, discovering, discarding the family issues, yeah. and, you know, and, and that came in, and, like, you know, not knowing that, like, if I, because I remember being sober in the past, going, is this what everyone feels like, sober? You right, know, like, right, right, I was right. either really hot, happy, or really down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and there was no happy medium. Right, right, right. Which is, like, the whole point of sobriety is to get the balance. Yeah, to get the balance. And then, you know, I acted out with, with guys. I acted out, you know, I believe that there's this other addiction that's yeah. called famism. Oh, yeah. And I was, again... Did you know there's a treatment center in L.A. that, that treats people for fame addiction? Who? It's called the Control Center. I, I swear to God. Oh, I know. My God. Yeah. It's going to be 
past, I think. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The grandiosity, you yeah. know, like you believe it. You I believe could it. send like at least 10 people off the top of my head there. I could send like probably 10 or more too. I mean, and I feel like I narrowly escaped having it. Like I was so close to having it and then I basically got to know the limited famous people I got to know. I saw, whoa, this is not it. This is not where happiness and function lies. No. I mean, not to, which is not to say that every famous person is miserable at all, but I think if you're dysfunctional and you get famous, it's a dangerous combination. There's a lot of enablers around you. And look, yeah. like I got discovered when I was 13, turning 14. Right. So like people go, oh, well, you know, you're just getting this fame. And it's like, no, I was a supermodel. Like I was in really big, like I got in it and then I got chewed up, spit out, came back as an actress, got chewed up, spit out. And now I'm back. And right, right, like right. I, you know, you don't, it's smoke and mirrors, you know what I mean? And, and you don't know any better when you're, it's embedded. like when it's every day, like who you are is your next this or that right. or blah, blah, well, blah. And you also have, have now twice been best friends with somebody and watch them get super famous. Yeah. Which is a, which is like, I would say a traumatizing experience in a way. You know, it's not. I like, I believe that, I believe that we all have, um, we all have roles in our lives and we all have reasons, you know, yeah. to be here. And, you know, I don't feel like one person is more famous than the other. And I don't feel like one person is more, is less famous or non-important than right. the other. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing a whole different Career. But the like, world, yeah, the world uh, gets a little tilted when that starts to happen, you know? It does. I mean, look, it has for me, you know, in the past. I know for me, like, at the end of the day today, what I do is to make a living. Yeah. Who I am is different. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and I've done a lot of work on it. So, like, yeah. I feel there's more room in the world, like, yeah. for people to succeed. I mean, I only want people to succeed. Like yeah. I, I want my friends and family to succeed. Yeah. So it's really yeah. great to see that, you know? Yeah. And yeah. But uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I think that, I think that just in terms of living in a society that worships that so, so, so much, um, you know, it's hard to keep everything straight, I think. It is, you know, and, and like, I, I got my priorities in check right now. Like, my first and foremost is to stay sober. And, yeah. like, I realize my purpose in life is to help others. Right. And whether it be, like, don't become like her or become like her, like, right. that you can overcome anything. Like, they said, you know, I, I called Hollywood a chapter. Like, I was, I lost 140 pounds. I gained 100 pounds in recovery. I lost 140 pounds. I right. was going to go to P Pasadena uh, Community College, and I applied at Target, didn't get the job at Target, got so sober. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, like, I lived in Laverne, fucking California. Like, wow. and Hollywood came back to me. Like, right, right, right. And I didn't know that I would ever get this second chance. Yeah. And second chance in life, really, yeah. you know? And now I am, I, oh, I would have never told, I would have never been able to tell you 12 years ago, yeah. I want to own a magazine. I right. own a magazine. Like right, 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 I right. want to, you know, help people. I help people. I right. want to be in recovery and be an advocate for it. Never thought that like, so how I'm a writer, you know, like, I mean, I'm writing a book. So, okay, wait. So do you want to talk about that? What's the, what's the book? Um, the book is, well, I'm still working about it on okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. It, we'll it got a little, yeah. Yes. Yes. Cause it's, it's hard. Like I, cause there was a lot of blackouts in my moments in my life and that's from the trauma, you know, like yeah. I, like even in high school, like I, it took me going back to my 15 year reunion to realize that like, I actually had fun in high school and seeing everybody again. Cause I hated it. Like I thought it was like the that's most, so interesting. I do not go to my high school reunions because I'm convinced I hated it. Are you telling me that if you, you have go, to, no, you have I to. really hated it. Like, like I really, really, really so did I. 
So did I. I. Why did you go? Because my girl, okay, you really want to know the truth? Yeah. Because my girlfriend, one of, okay, I have two girlfriends, um, this girl Lisa and this girl Adriana, who we call each other Fatty, because mm-hmm. we used to be oh, like, I remember that. yeah, you remember Fatty, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I was like, Fatty, oh, what, didn't they work at Fred Siegel? No. Different people. Okay. Yeah. And so one of my fatty was like, you need to go. And I was like, fatty, I'm not going to go. I hated it. She's like, fatty, you need to go. Cause she, she's now like really successful and her and her husband. And she's like, I'm going to New York. I can't go. Or else I'd go. She's like, but you need to go and represent cause you won. And I'm like, I won. What do you mean? She's like, you won. Just go. You'll know. And I'm like, I won. So I go and I won. Like I just walked in there and I was like, I won. I won. I get it. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's horrible to say that, but no. like, it's not like, Oh, I'm the hottest shit ever. But it was like, Oh my God, I get it. Like I right. won. Like I'm okay. Like right, I right, like right. so much of my perception yeah. from my childhood yeah. was based on that. And like yeah. who I am today. Yeah. I won. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and I, it's not my competition. See, that's the thing about like, I used to believe even 12 years ago, my competition was against you and that person, yeah. that person now my competition is against me. Yeah. You know, like, that's a hard thing to do. I interviewed Carrie white, you know, Carrie. Yeah. Um, and we were, and we were just talking about that exact thing that it's so, it took me a long time. You know, I just was really, I was crippled by jealousy when, when my first book came out. Oh my God. Any book that got any attention. I would go crazy. I didn't get that, you know, happiness doesn't come from that. I didn't get that it's that obsession. That Who you are is not what you do. Yeah. That's my big, I'm a big advocate on that. I'm a big advocate on a lot of things, but that one's... But also getting that, like, external stuff is never going to heal the inside stuff, which is, we live in a society that teaches the opposite. It teaches, don't deal with what's inside. Just go accomplish, go get famous, go, go make a lot of money. And, you know, and then people wonder why they have all those things and they're miserable, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I've had that and you've had that. Like, Mm -hmm. I believe we've all had that. It doesn't matter if you're you're in, you know, somewhere in the Midwest or somewhere in Guam. Like, we've all had that and we've all experienced it and we've had it all and then it feels like nothing. And then we want the next thing. It's like, I believe we're all addicted to something. Mm -hmm. You know, there is that ism in us, Mm -hmm. you know, and... Some of us have the gene, some of us don't, but like, you know, we want that next quick fix. And it's true, society, it's like you have to, you have to go against that. And that's you know, it's a lot thing. of work. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I think everybody's addicted to something, but I think that the issues that addicts wrestle with are, the, on. are the same as the issues that non-addicts wrestle with. We're just more in, t- we're more in tune. Well, I think the volume is turned up higher. I th- and I think that that's the blessing is that the volume is turned up so high that in order to sort of quell it, you you reached you know towards drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, and then it turns on you so badly that you actually have to figure out what was the original problem. Mm-hmm. And and that is why I think addicts who find sobriety are luckier than average people who don't ever have to figure that out, and they just wonder why there's a like a dull ache which is not to say i don't feel dull aches you know periodically too it just means that there's awareness where i would never have had it you know mm-hmm. sorry diatribe um <laughs> so how did you go from being dr drew's nightmare patient to being on sober house i he predicted me dead Mm-hmm. In January, uh, or when I left in April, he's like, she's a hopeless case. And Bob Forrest said, you never know. You might be surprised. And my main doctor, Dr. Host, he said, no, I believe there's hope. Mm-hmm. And 
I did the work and it was like, you know, I moved out of LA and I was homeless, but my homeless, I always had a you know, roof over my head and um, my, my family's in Pasadena, like the recovery world there saved my life. And digging my sponsor and like digging deep and dealing with the issues and then all of a sudden it was like 2008 um, or no, 2000, yeah, the January, the end of 2007, January or in 2008, early 2008 and he was like, he started giving me his patients, his high profile patients to sponsor from the hospital because I was like really involved in the hospital and the meetings there and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And um, I just remember I said, ain't that about a bitch? And he was like, what? Because we were talking about a really, really high profile person that he wanted me to sponsor. And I was like, and you thought I was going to die, huh? He goes, right. it's people like you that keep me doing what I'm doing. Right, right. And I just looked at him and I just nodded. And it was this moment of like, we connected, right, you know, and right. he thanked me, you know, and, those, right. and I thanked him at that moment. And, you know, and at the end of that, you know, in that year, they were doing the spinoff show called Sober House. And he thought, they were like, who can we have run the house as a house manager? And he thought, why don't we bring Jen in? Because she's different than the Lindsay Lohans and the Paris Hilton's of the world at the time. Right, right, right. And not to say that they are not, but we all know the truth. Um, right. But uh, he's like, hey, can you do the show? And the producers came and da da, da. And I was going to be really behind the scenes, not as much front, you know, right. front and center. And then, you know, due to the circumstances of the show, I became front and center of the show. So Right, right, right. And, um, and so was that how, how, what was that experience like? the scariest experience of my life. And I found yet again another, first of all, I found laughter through that experience. I found strength, a lot of strength. I found a lot of breaking down, you know, and a lot of post, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress like, from that show. You know, there was a lot of abuse that happened to me. Yeah. And, um, and then there was a lot of joy. I remember Andy Dick came on and I had known him from previously and he didn't remember me and I, I dated someone who he hates and he hates that, you know, this whole rivalry thing. and. And I thought he was going to destroy my life. And he brought me so much hope and laughter and, and joy and, and dreams. You know, like he was like, you're fat and you need to lose weight and you need to get back into acting. And I was like, how do I do either one of those? And right. then we would just laugh, you know. And then he became an angel for me and I became an angel for him. And, and that I was season him. one. That was the season with, with Shifty and Andy and... Uh, Steven Adler. Steven Adler. That He was the problem that time. He was the main, the scariest problem. However, you know, Seth was scary too. Right, right, right. And I remember that we knew Seth back in the day. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, around then. So then... Were you in the spinning crew back then? <laughs> you took me! Because oh that God. was an exact... That was an exclusive Well, you crew. let me in there. It was like Steve Jones and... Christina Applegate, Jake Gyllenhaal, Christina Ricci. Oh, Christina Ricci was at my birthday party, too. Um, okay. Uh, Jason Bateman, um, every rocker, Ashley Hamilton, Seth. Yeah. yeah. It was like the... Po we called it the post-Oscars. Um, where was, oh, it was called Ta it Taught Andrea. Yeah, and Andrea. And Andrea taught it. Who was, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I remember, um, Andrea's the person who taught, <laughs> I was standing outside a meeting with you, and you and Andrea started talking, and she was the first person I ever say, girl, your picker's broken. Yes, I remember, oh my god, you're the person, I use that, I use, I use that all the time. The time. And I will oh never god. forget that it was on the steps of. Rodeo. No. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't remember it was outside sundowners in my head it's rodeo i mean i remember it so vividly because i just thought that's the funniest thing i've ever heard i know? remember my encounter being at sundowners with it you. didn't it wasn't it might have happened twice um, but I had met you before, but you were like, oh my God, I met you. I know yeah, you from da, 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 da. Totally And I was like, awesome. <gasps> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're, it was a Thursday. I just remember Thursday night, Robertson Bar, Oscar week. I don't even know. God, it always goes back to Oscar week with you. And I. But, oh yeah, remember there was that, like, when I was working, I was working at Premiere, right? And I don't even remember. And the Missonis. Do you remember that whole Yes, thing? and they got me dialed. Me too. Up and in in those exclusive Oscar shoot. Like I still yes. have those. I know. I ended up. I ended up like get selling them or something. The, they were Jimmy Choo's, right? No. Then you know the Jimmy Choo connection, and then I knew Tamara. Because I didn't because then we got all the Jimmy Choo's in the world, and then I introduced her because she ended up sleeping with an ex who's now now not alive. And yeah, no, that I just I saw her know. on TV last night. That part I don't know, but I do remember the <laughs> you being around the Masoni thing, yeah. and that was this crazy. It was yeah. So okay, so 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 sober house was a good experience. It was an amazing. It. It was, it is the biggest blessing or the best, one of the best blessings right. I've had in my life. Right. And so then you had a year in between the two experiences? Yes. Well. During which you lost like a hundred of your 140 pounds. Yeah. Close to a hundred. Like at that point, I think I had lost 60 pounds or 80, 70 pounds, but I had done another show and then I was doing all the, you know, how I got my body back and like yeah. people took note and then I did this thing about how modeling nearly killed me and you know yeah. I started talking about the ins and outs of modeling and what that whole thing was and I came to about my eating disorders you know and and that was yet another thing I uncovered and right. discovered right. And, what, what were your eating disorders well you know I mean at age 14 when they're taking you out of school yeah to um eat lettuce and buy boxes of laxatives and take you at the gym all day because you started getting curvy because you were developing right that's it, what that agents would do or? yeah and like we didn't know any better my mom would take me out of school and i'd go to the gym and then the models would teach me to eat laxatives and lettuce and then you know right. drinking was really beneficial at that point and then right. cocaine came in later but that's right. when the waif look came in and yeah all that so yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, the, that eating disorder started, you know, right. and then the binging and purging kicked in because other models taught me how to do that. Mm -hmm. And then the drugs kicked in because other models taught me how to do that. And those were my role models, you know, mm -hmm. literally like we're, you know, hairdressers, stylists, makeup artists, models, mm -hmm. okay. photographers, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, um, and then I'd go back to school and try to be a kid, like talk about split personality. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh. And that was a big thing. And, you know, and then I got to, you know, no hurting anyone, no drinking, no using, no drink, no drugs, no alcohol. I already said that twice. And then no relationship and no men. And I was like, what? Right, right, right. And get a pen and paper. And then I had to feel. And then I really had to feel. Right, right. And so you mentioned sex addiction. Was that a thing? It, I didn't realize that it was, you know, not that like I had like. 15 guys in one night or two guys in one night. It was just right. that I'm in love with love. I yeah. was in love with love and yeah. that's sex and love addiction, yeah. you know? And like, yeah. you know, my first, I really believe my first addiction was people pleasing and please love me. Yeah. You know, as a little girl, like yeah. I'll hang out, you know, I wanted to be like Lisa Cronin, Becky Hall in high school. Like, and I'm not like them. You and know then what you I mean? got a sponsor with one of those last names. There are no accidents. Ooh. Did you never connect that? I never connected that. Oh my God. Interesting. Yeah. That was yeah, good. That yeah. was quick. Yeah. Well, you know, I have my moments. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so, and, and yeah. And so then it became 
you know, and I get that, you know, I relate to that, that focus on men and relationships and love. Because then I don't have to look at me. I can yeah. look at that, but like, you know, I've done the work and then I've done the work and now I'm even doing more work, like get yeah. in a relationship and you'll realize you'll see your character defects. Like, yeah. and I think that I've had so much time apart from relationships to really learn to date me, you know, date trust in God and know what I do want and what I don't want. I'm definitely not in my twenties, you know, and, and, right. and I'm pushing 40 than more than I am, you know. 20 and I'm pushing 60 closer than I am 20 because I can never go back to 20 like right. who wants to I never do and so like yeah. now I know like I know I, I want to be in a partnership with somebody and I don't mean like in a relationship I want to be in a partnership with somebody like 50 right. 50 walk this thing and right and you know the ups and downs that come with that and I want to have kids yeah you know and and I I personally want to have kids you know at least try to have yeah kids. And, and this is the guy you're with are you talking about that stuff mm -hmm. or yeah yeah and can we talk about how you dated Andy Dick, apparently? I love Andy. So you don't, okay. I love Andy. I always love Andy. Um, and so what's next for you? Um, I love these, like, that I'm getting, no, so. Um, I, the, um, the, well, I launched this magazine, Soberbook.com. And so Soberbook launched in. Soberbook.com. Soberbook.com launched, launched in, in July. In July. I never thought that I don't in a magazine yeah. or that, you know, and I was, I collaborated with this partner of mine yeah. who's in Florida and, um, we distribute 10,000 strong in yeah. South Florida, the magazine. It's a monthly magazine. It's anonymous, no yeah. names, no People faces. People submit their stories. They go to soberbook.com. Yes. And you become a chapter and you become a chapter in a book that gets printed in a magazine. Yes. And, and it's a website. How long should the stories be? It can be three lines up to, you know, a thousand words. And um, and it's anything. It's not just about alcohol and drugs. It's overcoming it's any obstacle. How'd you get the job? How'd you lose a job? Right. How'd you get in a relationship? How'd you right. end the relationship? Right. What happened? What what was it like? Like basically, like what happened to you? How are you getting over? How are you not overcoming it? Right. You know what I mean? Like some people are like, I'm still in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's a beauty and a power to that. You know, right. to the honesty because there's so many people. Like so many times, and I'm sure you felt this. That you just feel so alone. Like, yeah. no, I can't tell that person, somebody this, because they won't relate. Yeah. And if you're doing it behind, you know, today, this day and age, cyber world is yeah. so much stronger than communicating, you know, yeah. person to person. And yeah. sometimes that is what keeps us, you know, going, I'm not alone in this. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think because I talk about overcoming so many things, yeah. you know, and the acting out and putting a nickel between my legs and the sex and the eating putting and the nickel between your legs, put a nickel between your legs. What does that mean? Do it. No, I can you have a nickel in your leg in okay. your legs, put it in your leg. Okay. Oh, that's what you did. I had to. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, sorry. My brain could yeah. not compute. And I, then, you know, I got in a relationship and, and, and you were in a relationship for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah, God bless him. I, I wish him nothing but the best. I, right, right. He he helped me stay sober. Right. And um, I learned a lot of things, you know, and I learned, and, and I just wish him nothing but the best. And I remember my sponsor said like that, like, if you love this person, if you love, then you wish nothing but the best yeah. for them. And you wish, and maybe you're not the best for them. And maybe they're not the best for you, so you have to wish them that, you yeah. know. And, and I was able to do that in the relationship. Yeah. Um, and... Good. And I realized and I learned a lot of things that I didn't want, you know, and yeah. I learned that I needed my own independence too. And now I'm in a relationship with this guy named Dustin and he's great. And right. I said his name. You said his name exclusive. Uh, exclusive. And, uh, yeah. And that's so cute what you just said. And you know, and, and I like that name a lot too. 
good name. Mm -hmm. I like him for you. Yeah. I, you know, easy to say, but I knew with that guy. When I, remember when we got the manicure? Remember we saw we ran into each other. <gasps> oh yes. my God! That was like a manicure a place. He, yeah. And you were at Kings Road, and you walked by, and we had not seen each other in forever and a day. And you, I came rolled in. by. No, I don't remember. I don't remember sizes. <laughs> I just remember that I was really excited to see you, and we talked for literally three hours while he waited in the car. Do you remember that? Oh my God! No, I don't. I, you were like, "Honey, I'm going to be a minute." <laughs> Cut to four and a half hours later. Um, that was really funny. Um, but yeah, I was like, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Yeah. Um, and so you are, so you are, your time is divided between Florida and California. It is. And now New Jersey. I mean, my time is just divided. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. That's fun though. It is fun. Like, I, I mean, modeling, thank God for modeling. I used to hate modeling and I'd be like, modeling's the worst thing that ever happened to me. If it wasn't for modeling, I'd never end up in Delray, California, where it's the capital of recovery. Doing this Florida. amazing. Yeah. yeah for a photo shoot with like these two guys, Peter and Mark, who are my angels. Like then right. they're not even in the program, but they're like, you need to think of yourself as an empire and a built, you know, business yeah. woman. I'm like, what's that? Like, and that's yeah, this yeah. year, you know? And, yeah. and I went and I did this photo shoot and because of that, it led me there. And, and then I got led to my partner and in, 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 in my new magazine, my new venture, and to my partner in my new relationship. And right, right, right. It's just like, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. And, and then um, I just got endorsed um, by a cigarette company. Can you tell e cigarette. Yeah. It's called Bloog. Um, oh, I see. Those are the good, though. I like. I not Blue, Bloog. Okay. Bloog How do you spell better. Bloog? B L O O G. Okay, okay. And um, I've been wanting to quit smoking. Uh, that's like the last thing that has a hold on me. And you, know, you have to be really careful of how you label that in the cyber world because, yeah. you know, it's the last thing that holds me. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm smoking nicotine, uh, I'm vaporing nicotine. Right. And I'm not being killed by all of the chemicals that come with that. And this company is so passionate. Like, and I needed to make sure that I connected myself with some, a company that was really like in for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, because today, the you know, all the other cigarette companies are in it for the business. And yes, it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah. But I just went on and had a roundtable in Jersey with um, a chemist, uh, um, the a pharmaceutical company, a doctor, this um, neuroscientist. I mean, all these people was like 15 experts and me. And I'm like, what the fuck How am I doing? How did you connect with them? Um, thank God I have an amazing agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alec. Um, Alec got you that? Yeah, Alec, yeah. Nice, and his, nice. Yeah, he worked really hard on it. And they, you know, he was meeting other people too, like, but these are the people that I love. And they, they're on 24 hours a day for people. Not really 24 hours, but a good, like, 19 hours a day. It's, you can call them if you want to quit smoking or, or if you want to go into e-cigarettes or, you know, not smoking chemicals. They, um, they walk you through everything like somebody uh -huh. they're so invested with with each um person that they work with awesome. and you order you know these things or you can buy them at the store you know i mean it's not as big as you know the other right companies, right but, right it's um up-and-comer that's has better value yeah and they've been around for six years so it's not like they're just new and mm -hmm. pop-up store mm -hmm. um and you know i just went and I, I mean i spent the whole like i spent three days with them and they are just so passionate they eat breathe this and they're so passionate about helping one person at a time, you know, and it's kind of like my philosophy. It's like, yeah. you can make a difference. And, you know, eventually like right now in like, there's a lot of things I didn't know about smoking e-cigarettes opposed to cigarettes. Like in order to quit, if you're doing it off, you know, e-cigarettes and not a patch or like just cold turkey in it. Um, I can't right now I'm doing back and forth. I'd go crazy. I'd probably go postal. Like, mm -hmm. and I need to smoke. I need to, you have to 
figure out which cigarette you're smoking and what the nicotine base is on that and mm -hmm. then go a little higher dosage and then wean yourself off. I just did cold, cold turkey. Were you crazy? Absolutely insane. That was sort of the same era. I mean, well, I, I quit when I was nine months sober. So I quit in July of 2000, um, 2001. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I met you when you just quit then. Yeah. And I was crazy. I remember that I had kind of, you know, been making sober progress and then nine months, just emotional dips, dating crazy people yeah. and all of them mm -hmm. and just not <clears throat> sane. Yeah. I remember going into a, the coffee bean on um, <laughs> Beverly and Robertson and desperately wanting to walk out with a breakfast item and walking out with an egg salad sandwich and going, I've lost my mind. I've oh my lost God. my freaking mind. Do you remember I quit smoking because of you? I do remember. You for 26 it. days. I remember you And Christian Kaplan, the head of Fox guy, came yeah. to my house because I was watching Sophie's Choice and I thought I was Sophie. I thought I was Meryl Streep. Sophie's <laughs> Choice. And like, I think you may have even been like, please smoke a cigarette. Like, Amy, everyone was like, smoke, just smoke. Would you smoke? Right. And I was like, crazy. Right. It really was not. I was not. I was working. I was driving. I should not have been. That detox was so much worse than my ambient well, detox. That's the whole thing is yeah. I can't have yeah. a, I don't have the time to have a mental breakdown yeah, right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. cause I'm going back and forth and I'm doing yeah. this. I'm speaking at Lynn university next week awesome. in Florida. Like awesome. where Obama spoke. If I could. Smoke, yeah. 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 And you I'm, come up and be like, I have to make a choice between my two babies. You really? Yeah. I'm like on my knees, like doing right. the same thing. Like it's all over like YouTube and yeah. like the news that like, you know, sober girls really crazy. Right. Right. Like, right. Right. <laughs> I just couldn't, so, you know, I'm doing it this way and I'm just, you know, there's all these new things that like we're, they're coming up with, with, um, the e-cigarette and blue. Mm -hmm. It's just so amazing to learn so many things about the stuff that I was smoking and inhaling and oh. how it has a hook on me. And do you know, like the first hit of a cigarette chemists have done, um, that it's 20 times stronger than the end of the cigarette. No, I didn't yes. know that. And how much they have fixed and all the things you're inhaling. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm hooked on it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it's been, you know, I did like, I went like a good four days and then I smoked last week and then they were like, it's progress, you know, and then now I'm on like a couple days right now, but I'm just like holding on tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. This listeners of this podcast, I mean, when I interviewed Carrie White, we did an hour on quitting smoking. Sorry. So it's just like, and which is all a part of recovery. It definitely is. You know, and that is, you know, and I, I'm not like, I hate smokers. Like, cause there are those people. I'm not, who I'm hate like that. You are. <laughs> Do you remember, didn't I go with you to like a smoking meeting? It was like, everyone was eating carrots and celery. And I was like <laughs> cringing in that thing. And they were like, I'm smoker. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like probably. And I it was like, <laughs> I don't remember the chewing, but chewing does really irritate me. Oh my god! It was, it was like the was carrot. it on La Cienega? Yes. yes, that was the meeting I went to. And but I have you been. and Carrie took me there. Yeah. I nearly wanted to punch you both yeah, in the face. Yeah, I don't blame you. I have not been in you know I want to say eight, seven or eight years, and every time I see one of them, they go, "You're gonna smoke." Oh, you know, come to the meeting, and I'm like, "Well, it's sort of been a while now, yeah. but you know, I don't know, maybe." I, I, I'm no, I'm actually abusive, emotionally abusive to smokers. I am that person. I became that, that cliche. Literally, I walk by a smoker and I plug my nose and I try to shame them. I know. I'm not proud. I'm not proud, but, but I have to be honest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Oh, and can we just give a little, let's like talk a little bit about The Real Housewives. So you've been on for two seasons? I shot my third season this year. It okay. airs on uh, November 4th. 
Um, and uh, I shot this season and I will be on. I wasn't able to shoot as much as I did. The, well, I was supposed to shoot a lot more and I was just in Florida and all over right. the country uh, right. and during and in between. But I'm there and there was a lot of emotional stuff that went on and there was a lot of craziness me and Brandy did too together. A lot of like right. sex talk and stuff like that. I can't and wait. and um, a lot of, you know, um, you know, because I lived with Brandy and I, you know, we're family. We've been So family. you met Brandy when you were a model when you were 12 or 13? Uh, yes. No, I was, uh, I was a, a teenager. I had met her and we've been friends for six And I remember years. in the Cody days, you always talked about. You know? You've met her at all my birthday parties. I have pictures of you at a birthday, another picture at a birthday party. It starts with a P. It was on Melrose. Um, it was... Melrose? It was an Italian restaurant. Oh, there was an Italian restaurant we went to all the time. Yes, and it was really fancy. We went there, and it was in the back room, and it's like, Brandy's pregnant. She's there with Eddie at the time. No, I don't think I was there. No, you were there. I just remember you always... Penny Vino. Penny Vino. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, but I, but so then, um, yeah, and so then. So we've been best friends. I was in Maid of Honor of her wedding. I was the first girl to hold Mason at the hospital when her first child. And, right. you know, we've been through it. We've been through, you know, I was there when she got, went through the separation and the divorce. And then I moved in. And so, you know, I mean, we are family. And, and she, I was living there up until a year ago. And her, one of her dogs, um, gets uh it's really traumatic and and i came in i flew in for it and it was the most traumatic a surgery oh yeah it was really horrible i mean she talked about it yeah she went public about it yeah. and stuff i mean it was horrible we went everywhere searching and chica was my little girl and mm. there's there yeah i mean there's there's a lot of things that go on on this season it's a crazy season yeah it's yeah. gonna be a really crazy season and i have Three movies. Okay, um, yes, let's talk I about shot that. this movie called Groom's Cake. It's won 16 out of 17 awards. Best short, comedy short. Amazing. Yeah, it's been great. It's a prop eight. And then uh, we did a sequel, which is feature length, um, Birthday Cake. And I shot that last at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. And it's in festivals right now. And it's we've got distribution uh, going on right now. Awesome. And that was really fun. I play a train wreck. Like, just, I ruined this party. I, I'm so, it's so much fun. And then... Um, uh, another, it's a comedy, and then I shot another comedy horror uh, called Chastity Bites, and mm-hmm. that um, it comes out in February, and I think they might show it on video on demand um, in November or December, and then it's hitting theaters, and I'm really excited about that. I, I play a woman that's older, so they had to age me, mm-hmm. and then I get, I'm obsessed with um, uh, virgin blood and I get younger and I was like are you going to pull my face back they're like no we're going to keep you like you're now I'm like oh right, and then right. I get really old like seven hours of makeup wow. um, everyday special effects makeup so that was so much fun to do it's a crazy it's it's been you know they told me I couldn't do that they told me I couldn't act again they told mm-hmm. me I couldn't call Hollywood a chapter and mm-hmm. don't tell me I can't do anything mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that's the beauty about recovery it's like you can become anything you want mm-hmm. and things that you don't even know you're going to become you become absolutely Absolutely. You know? Well, so, okay, this is great. So if people want to find you, they can, you're on Twitter. Jennifer Jimenez with a G, G-I-M-E-N-E-Z on Twitter. 
Jen, uh, I'm on Instagram. I guess you have to. I just started this stupid Instagram. Yeah, thing. you guys are you on it? I'm on Instagram. I don't really do it that much. I always forget about it. Um, you have a plethora of Twitter followers. I remember. I have way. I'm better with words than I am with photos. I'll tell you that. So I have way more twin. Like nobody follows me on Instagram. Um, and then I just started a couple weeks ago. And then I, I have my Facebook. I'm trying to merge both my accounts because I have like three thousand people yeah. waiting on my personal page. Yeah. It's not my personal page. So just go to my fan. Yeah, like Jennifer yeah. Men is there and yeah. I need somebody I just I need so much help right now like yeah. not in a bad way no, like I just exciting. need someone yeah it's all exciting it's overwhelming you know and I take care of my mom here and she's here and and so I've been like I need to get an assistant or an mm -hmm. intern or somebody mm -hmm. I just I need help mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to merge all that stuff so in the meantime it's kind of like on hold but yeah you yeah. can get a hold of me on Twitter I'm much more vocal on Twitter than I'm anywhere else yeah 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 and they should go to soberbook.com. I beg people. Like, yeah. I, 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 I say this, like, I believe we all have overcome something. Yeah. And to please share your story on what you've overcome. It and anybody can share it. it anybody. Every, everybody gets printed. Everybody, everybody gets every in, becomes a chapter on the website. Yeah. And so you can never say you are not a published author because... If you do this, you will be published. Yes, yes. That's amazing. Yeah, and it will help somebody else, and it may just help you. Yeah, yeah. And they, you should all, if you smoke already and you want to quit. Or you're, you you do the e-cigarettes, go yeah. to Blue, dot, uh, Blue on the internet, and yeah. you can order there. Okay, this was so fun. Oh, oh my God, thank, thank you. you so much. Okay, I'm stopping.